Welcome to Voices of E-Learning with your host, J.W. Marshall and Lena Marie Saleh, a podcast that highlights the people who are changing the way we learn and grow. Each week, we'll speak to the innovative minds who are pushing the boundaries and transforming online education. We'll explore their stories and discover how they're empowering students around the globe to achieve success. Join us on this journey and get inspired by the power of online learning. Hello and welcome everyone to a special edition of the Voices of E-Learning podcast. I'm your host, J.W. Marshall, VP of Marketing at Summit K-12, and we're so glad that you found us. Today, we're going to talk about, within the confines of the EdTech community, how to give value, provide a platform, and really not just serve your customers or your prospects, but the entire market um, to give them value. And so I thought none other than Kevin Doherty uh, would be the best guest because he's got an event that's giving so much value coming up. Um, and we'll also talk about how we give value through things like our podcast and media and things like that. So Kevin Doherty, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, JW, and it's good to be back here at MarketScale. So uh, glad to have the opportunity to talk to you. I um, am the Chief Strategy Officer at 806 Technologies. And you asked me earlier, what is it that I like about what I do? Not love. Yeah, what, what do, do I love? love about what you Thank do. you, even better. What do I love about what I do? What I love about what I do is I get the opportunity to connect the dots. I get to connect the dots internally within our organization, and I get to connect the dots for the educators that we serve throughout the nation. So this is a time of great overwhelm. I don't need to tell you something you don't already know. And so if ever there was a time that people needed the dots to be connected, create greater synergy, greater efficiencies and effectiveness, it's now. So there's there's a lot of need for dot connecting and I love being able to connect dots. And you're gonna connect a lot of dots at your upcoming summit. And yes. that's really the focus of what we wanna start with today uh, about just overall, what is the summit and why are you doing it? The reason we're doing it is because we want to get people together face to face. Coming out of the pandemic and the time when so many people were so isolated, we know the power and the energy that exists when people get together face to face. So that's why we're doing it first. But the other is to build that sense of synergy, to bring people together in various leadership roles in education from across the nation to share best practices, to uh, encourage one another, and to strategize together. So it's, it's just gonna be an incredibly exciting event, and it would be hard to replicate uh, if we weren't able to do it face to face. And that's why I want to have you in studio live today. We've done some Zoom recordings yes. as well, but because you're talking about the power of an in-person event, yes. uh, you know, we thought we'd bring you in. We'll cover it again at the end as a reminder, but just tell us when is it and who, um, who should be attending this? It is June 8th through 10th, and it's at the Omni Frisco. So right there in the Star Center by the headquarters of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we're incredibly excited about the people we have presenting. They're all educational leaders. So our target audience is educational leaders. It's not that we don't want teachers there. We'd love to have teachers as well. But we know that the leaders are shaping the culture of the organizations that they lead. And so we want to feed them. And this is an opportunity for us to feed the educational leaders. And you have four different tracks uh, or four yes. different themes throughout. And I'd love to dive for a few minutes just into each one of them and talk about why you selected it yes. um, and the value that's going to bring to those leaders. Wonderful. So the, the first track is instructional leadership because we know that uh, Great instruction is what's so needed in every classroom throughout the nation. So the more we can do to focus on that and better equip the educational leaders to provide strong instructional leadership, the better. 
So that's our first uh, area of focus. The next is transformational leadership. This is a time in education where coming out of the pandemic, we have the opportunity to transform things, to change. You and I have talked about this in previous conversations, but we wanna equip these uh, participants in ways in which to effectively transform their organizations. Another critical area of focus is mental health and wellness. And I don't mean just from a bumper sticker, you know, point of view. We all know it's important, but what are we doing to take care of ourselves? and then in turn take care of those that we serve. So there will be a strong focus on that area as well. And then the last area of focus is continuous improvement. And so we have an opportunity, especially coming out of the pandemic, to reflect on kind of where we were, where we're headed, and to have this be an ongoing reflective process. It's a very inclusive process as well. So very excited about um, the focus of the summit and, uh, and also the individuals that will be sharing the information during the summit. Absolutely, and let's work our way backwards through those. Yeah. Uh, continuous improvement seems like a no-brainer in education, but really it seems, at least in the last decade or two, something that we have preached to our students that yes. you need to be continuously improving, yes. you need to be lifelong learners, but as educators, as leaders, uh, often it's so easy to get kind of stuck in the rut of doing the same old thing every yes. year. The pandemic has really upset the entire system. Yes. Um, and now we're trying to find that new normal, next normal, whatever you want to call it. And my hope is that we do readapt, uh, readopt um, this sense of, as educators and leaders, continuous improvement, innovation, right? It's hot right now, but is it, are we going to fall back into our own old ways? Or is this something that we're going to keep pushing the, the pedal to the metal forward innovating from here on out. Give us your take and then maybe mm -hmm. uh, some of the speakers that are coming in specifically to talk about this track. Sure, uh, well, if you think about it, in order to focus on continuous improvement, you've got to stop for a moment and reflect and do a deep dive into what your needs are. So because the needs should drive the continuous improvement and that takes a lot of time. And in the pandemic, we were in such survival mode. Reactive. We yeah. were reactive. We weren't taking the time to reflect and look at all the data points and so forth and, and, and really uh, analyze what it is we've been doing that's worked. What is it that we've been doing that we just always done mm -hmm. that hasn't necessarily been that effective? And then from there, start the process of developing an improvement plan that we revisit continuously and all stakeholders are a part of it so that we are focused in that cycle of continuous improvement. Now, one of the people we have coming to present is Terry Isles. Terry is the former executive director of Learning Forward Texas, and I'm sure you're familiar with yep. the Learning Forward organization. It's a premier professional learning organization and Texas uh, is the headquarters uh, for that organization. Terry will be speaking about this. And uh, wow. if I, you haven't heard Terry, you got to be there for that. Uh, she's amazing. And, you know, she is well steeped in the Baldrige work of mm -hmm. uh, continuous improvement as well, former director of professional learning in HEBISD. So uh, Terry just gets it. And she presents information in such a kind, thoughtful way that people are going to be incredibly receptive to what she has to share. I love it. 
Yeah. All right, so not only are you going to be motivated, but you're going to get some practical applications, some roadmaps, some really meat to that, that discussion. Yes. Um, all right, let's go back one more to yeah. social emotional learning and, and mental health, mental uh, uh, wealth, uh, or sorry, uh, yeah. uh, mental awareness, health awareness, all those things. Uh, again, pre-pandemic, I hate to revisit this theme, um, not as much of a focus as during the pandemic, and, and we uncovered, I know, uh, you know, mental health awareness, about 20% of students were diagnosed with some kind of mental health need. Through the pandemic, it went up 60, 70, 80%. Uh, essentially, all of us need yes. <laughs> this area addressed. Uh, talk to us about um, how that's going to be approached and, and who's going to be speaking on that at the conference. Well, we have some of our staff members that will be presenting on that. Our chief learning officer is Cindy Gibson. She's a former uh, state and federal programs uh, director, leader in Frisco ISD, former principal in Frisco ISD. Uh, she's leading our professional learning team now. And one of the things we talked about is how to very explicitly include that in your improvement plan because it has to be very deliberate. It can't be something that we just kind of stick in there as a little footnote. Mm -hmm. It has to be a very thoughtful, very deliberate, a very um, intentional incorporation of this in everything that we do. So we're actually focusing on it in part through the improvement process, improvement planning process. How do we address mental health and wellness of our staff and our students and even our overall community? Because if we're doing improvement planning right, we're deeply including all of these folks in that process. So putting mental health and wellness out there as a priority focus will ensure that it's deeply embedded into our improvement planning, our continuous improvement planning processes. And hopefully the result is that um, we have healthier staff and students and communities. And I love the community aspect of that. Um, for most of the districts here in Texas, the school district is the lifeblood of the community. It is the number one employer. It is, you know, yes. where uh, families will come if there's an emergency, yes. right? It really is more than just the academics. And so um, I love that you're, you're addressing that. And so, uh, you know, SEL is something that affects all of us, uh, yes. students, teachers, administrators, and, and the greater community. Yes. So I'm glad you're tackling that head on. All right, we'll back up one more mm -hmm. to transformational leadership. Um, again, pre-pandemic, not as much innovation and transformation right. through the pandemic, forced transformation. Yes. Now we're coming out of it. How do we sustain similar to continuous improvement? How do we sustain that? Well, first, where do we start? And then how do we stay in that, sustain that transformational uh, leadership as students learn differently now? Yes. Uh, teachers' roles have changed and yes. will continue to evolve. There's a lot of transformation happening. How do we again move from reactive to proactive? So I'm gonna focus on two of the presenters to address that question. One of the presenters is Dr. Charles Dupree, mm. former superintendent in Fort Bend and Pflugerville and now with TASA. Uh, Charles I've known for 25 plus years and he's had a heart for education, educators and learners for as long as I've known him and probably before that. One of the topics that he's going to focus on is from the boardroom to the classroom. Because I think one of the reasons that um, we are not as transformational as we need to be in education is there are often disconnects. Uh, groups within an organization get siloed and we don't enjoy the sense of synergy that can and should result if we're working with a shared vision, shared mission, shared focus. And so um, I love the fact that he's going to be focusing on that piece because I think that's the kind of approach that can guide transformational leadership. 
Another presenter is Lamond Dean, who is the superintendent in Chapel Hill ISD. And uh, Lamond was talking about the fact that we communicate information to our communities. And sometimes we assume in the process of that communication that it's being received in the way that we intended for that communication to be received. But what he's been discovering is that's not in fact the case, that the information has not been received. And so some of these areas of disparity in test score and um, in students that seem to be under-resourced, it's not because we don't have you know, certain things in our improvement plan that we can check off the box. We have these tutorials, we have these newsletters going out, we have these kinds of activities happening. But if it's not impacting the community, if they're not receiving the message in the way that it's intended to be received, then we need to relook at how we're communicating that information. Mm. And um, I love that. I, I think that's transformational thinking, that's transformational leadership. And I, I can't wait to um, attend his session. It's gonna be awesome. I love that. It reminds me of the, the mistaking uh, activity for productivity, right? Yeah. Are we doing the right thing? So we're yes. just doing the same old thing. Yes. Um, all right, so back to number one, uh, instructional strategies. Um, talk to us, obviously learners have changed, uh, technology has changed in the last couple of years, the last couple of months, things like yes. ChatGPT. Um, talk to us about that strain and who's gonna be presenting on that. Well, we have several people presenting on the instructional leadership, instructional focus, um, but probably the, the biggest area of focus is going to be Hamish Brewer, who is our keynote speaker. Yep. So Hamish, uh, we very deliberately selected him to be the keynote. He's going to shake things up. Mm -hmm. He's got, because at the end of the day, one of the biggest focuses of instruction to ensure its effectiveness is the building of relationship with the learners. And that's the piece that I think that he's so powerfully going to address in the keynote and get people thinking outside the box. It's kind of like what Lamond was talking about mm -hmm. in terms of the way in which we're communicating. But instruction is one thing. The other is the learning. Yeah. So if, if I'm teaching in a way that learning is taking place, then the instruction is effective and appropriate. But if not, I need to make adjustments in the instruction. So that's where we're going to be focusing. So we have several people. We have the uh, superintendent of Mount Diablo ISD mm -hmm. addressing this topic, uh, Dr. Adam Clark. I'm trying to think who else we have. We have several people from across the nation, but, um, but those are the two that come to the front of my mind. I love it. And then well, this is the Voices of eLearning show. We're all about online learning. We're all about technology enhancing the learning experience and the teaching experience. But we're also, as the great Sal Khan was on our show last year, said, give me the best technology and the best teacher in person. And he, all of us would pick the best teacher in person right. because they build relationships, because they learn background knowledge that they can use to better target instruction, right? So talk to us just a little bit about the, the enhanced role of technology, we yes. can't deny that. And I think overall, it's a really great thing. Yes. But hopefully through this pandemic, we have all realized the myth that technology is coming to replace a teacher is just flat out always been wrong, right. never more wrong today than it has yeah. been. But if it can take some things off the teacher's plate to give them more time to do the relationship yes. building and yes. the one-on-one, -on -one, the small group, the real in the trenches teaching, um, and instructing and guiding, then I think that's that's hopefully where we end up post-pandemic. Talk to us just a little bit about your thoughts on that direction that things are moving. Well, that's the focus of 806 Technologies, actually. Um, that's where it all started. Because when you look at the process of improvement planning, 
it can be very cumbersome, it can be very difficult, and it can often be ineffective. So if there's a way to use technology, which we've discovered, mm -hmm. that can streamline that process and make it easier for the educator, then in fact they can focus on the teaching and the interacting with the students and building their learning. Uh, same thing with compliance. You know, so many of us, I'm a former Title I principal, so I worked in uh, Title I schools, and a big part of that was you, sure, you get the federal funds to help better serve historically underserved learners, but there are so many matters of compliance that can be overwhelming. So if we can use technology, which we are doing with schools and districts throughout the nation, to streamline that process, that frees up the time to do the kinds of things instructionally that can and should be happening to better serve the historically underserved learners. I love that. And just like the teacher has more time for the student, the administrator has more time for the educators, right? And yes. 80, 90% of most districts' uh, budget is people, right? Yes. It's the human capital. Yes. And so how can we do more with the time that we have? Yeah. I think it's really great what you guys are doing. All right, so I let you talk just briefly about 806 Technologies right there. But at your conference, there will be no, no. sales presentations. There will be no uh, shameless plugging. Talk no. to us about your strategy. Uh, you're putting a lot of time and effort and resources and money into building this great event um, with all these great speakers to provide this great value. You. Um, talk about why 806 is, is doing this and why don't more uh, companies do things like this to give value to the market? I think it's because as an organization, we so uh, most of us are former educators, so that's a piece of it. The other is we deeply care about the people that we serve. And so when you deeply care about them, I'm not saying that other organizations sure. don't necessarily, but it's truly sincere. It's one of the reasons that I chose to work there because from the leadership all the way throughout the organization, that's the, that's the mindset, that's the approach. So when the idea of a conference, a summit was first posed, the thinking around that was, we want to bring value to the people that we serve. This wasn't about how can we sell all these other products or trainings or whatever. Um, sure, you know, we, we wanna connect with the people with whom we're working, but really, we, we want to demonstrate in a very overt way our true commitment to serving. Service is a huge part of the organization, and uh, I think the summit will be one of the best ways in which we can demonstrate that. So. Yeah, and then it's funny, too, you're, you're calling it your summit, 806 Summit, and I, I work for Summit K-12, yeah. and, and, but we share a lot of similar values. We do a lot of media that yeah. is not ever about Summit K-12. It's yes. just about the conversations that we feel need to be had or we wish as former educators as a company we would have been exposed to before or could be exposed to now and trying to put ourselves in our customers and our prospects shoes and, yes. and asking them what conversations need to happen. Um, it sounds like you're doing the same thing. You're building the, the conference, the summit, that if you were in the classroom or in the school, you wish you would have existed for you to benefit from. And I think when you take that approach, you can't go wrong. No, in fact, you know, I've talked with you before about think tanks. Yep. So I've taken that from previous organizations to 806 Technologies. And on our most recent think tank, we asked the questions about what is it that you would like to have in a summit? You know, we can internally look at our desired outcomes right. of this, but the people that we serve, what are your desired outcomes of coming to this? 
a lot of times you you ask those questions once people come to the event. Right. But we're trying to be proactive about that as well. And really reverse engineer a great event versus yes. you know making yes. it self-serving. I love it. All right, well, that's all the time we have. But before we go, how can people learn more about it? Um, how can they sign up? What do they need to know um, if they see this episode before uh, the event happens here in, in April? It's, it's very simple. They go to 806technologies.com and it will pop up mm-hmm. a little. Uh, can't avoid it. You can't, can't avoid it. it. It's yeah. right there in your face. Um, so you click on that and it'll give you all the registration information. We're using the Whova app to organize the whole um, event. So it'll take you right to Whova for registration. We are encouraging teams. So we have a little bit of a incentive uh, through April 15th that if you'll send a team of five, do it for four people. So a little cost savings, but because we believe in the power of, of working together as a team. So. Awesome. And I'm assuming if all goes to plan, this will be an annual event moving forward. That's the plan. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today in person, yes. in the studio, telling us about your event and, and more the bigger picture of uh, anyone out there listening. Provide value to uh, each other, to the, the, the students you serve, to the, the, the technology uh, companies, you know, whoever you work for, always give, uh, you know, your best uh, to the market and good things are going to happen. Thank All you. right. And to our audience, thank you so much for joining another episode of the Voices of E-Learning. Uh, we'll check out our website and uh, our podcast channels if you want to learn more and check out past episodes with Kevin. Um, he's had some great stories that he's told that I, I won't get into here, but mm-hmm. uh, life-changing stuff. So be sure to check those out and remember to always, always keep learning.